0: Good morning, everyone. Today is the 358th day of the year, leaving only seven days ahead of us in 2018. Ah, what to do with the coming week. We would like to think these final days of the year are special, that they are a time of transition from what cannot be changed to what has yet to be. This past Friday and Saturday brought us the winter solstice and the last full moon of the year, respectively our most significant celestial companions, one driving our weather and turning our seasons, and the other pulling and pushing our tides, together providing an outstanding December display reflective of where we all are implacably yet tenuously residing in the universe. We are, in other words, permanently impermanent. Words of the 17th-century French philosopher René Descartes ring relevant this time of year, when most of the participants in one of America's largest industries, education, refrain for a fortnight or so from charging about the halls of academe to remember what life is like when so much activity is not weighted intellectually. Early in his Discourse on Method, Descartes says, I was brought up from childhood on letters, and because I had been led to believe that by this means one could acquire clear and positive knowledge of everything useful in life, I was extremely anxious to learn them. We as readers sense something to the contrary is just around the bend, and Descartes continues accordingly. But as soon as I had completed this whole course of study, at the end of which it is usual to, usual to be received into the ranks of the learned, I completely changed my opinion, for I was assailed by so many doubts and errors that the only profit I appeared to have drawn from trying to become educated was progressively to have discovered my ignorance. Distilling a writer's essence into a single remark seems to be the aim of many scholars, attempting to find a one-liner that will potentially serve as emblematic. For Descartes, we have the often favored, I think, therefore I am, which is a loaded phrase, hearkening in at least one way all the way back to the Torah, to the book of Exodus, when Moses, having been appointed as messenger for God, asks God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? And God says to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Today on Christmas Eve in 1814, the War of 1812 between the fledgling United States of America and Britain was ended with the signing of the Treaty of Hent in Belgium. Today in 1818, the German Christmas carol Stille Nacht, which would be translated into Silent Night, was composed by Franz Xavier Gruber and first sung at St. Nicholas, parish church in Oberndorf, Austria. Today in 1877, Thomas Edison filed a patent for his latest invention, the phonograph. Today in 1904, German Southwest Africa abolished the slavery of young children. And today in 1944, the first completely solar-heated house became occupied in Dover, Massachusetts. More than 320 years before that historic demonstration in Dover of renewable, sustainable, alternative energy, a group of New World colonizers calling themselves the Pilgrims, having newly arrived aboard the good ship Mayflower, went ashore for the first time to found Plymouth. Anyone residing in New England who has not yet seen the rather smallish, couch sized rock encaged within its wrought iron protection, and called, appropriately, Plymouth Rock, or has not visited the replica of the Mayflower anchored nearby, needs to do so. Such a visit will undoubtedly put some key elements of the genesis of the United States into proper perspective. Today is the birthday of American frontiersman, Indian fighter, and U.S. Army officer Kit Carson, born in 1809 in Madison County, Kentucky. Today is the birthday of Howard Hughes, born in 1905 in Houston, Texas. Among his many interests and pursuits, including a prolific aviation career, Hughes bought a movie studio, and in 1930, he filmed the classic Hell's Angels, while finding contentment in episodes of romancing various Hollywood starlets, among them Jean Harlow, Catherine Hepburn, Ginger Rogers, Hedy Lamarr. Carol Lombard, Idle Lapino, Lana Turner, Gina Lola brigida and Ava Gardner, who was also born on Christmas Eve in 1922. As a Christmas Eve-born lad himself, Hughes obviously became a fan of mistletoe. This past week, as we finished off the fall semester, I noticed more than just a few students had a new kind of Christmas list going for what not so long ago might have been relegated to the realm of the altruistic. In fact, we might almost see a growing majority of us who are less interested in the materialistic, human fabricated byproducts of our natural resources than we are concerned about the natural resources themselves, about the sustainability of them, that is. Just beyond the winter solstice's full moon, known variously as the full cold moon, the long night's moon and the moon before Yule, the moon that shone full a day and a half ago, we now have the waning gibbous moon passing south of the two brightest stars in the constellation Gemini. Known in sky lore as the starry eyes of the twin brothers Castor and Pollux, they are bright and close together, like Christmas Eve and Christmas can be. Passing to the north tonight and tomorrow will be Procyon, also known as the Little Dog Star. Expectation hinges on imagination. We are like the 10,000 things of the Tao, only now, globally, we are fast on our way to 10 billion. Let us all wish for ourselves to turn our expectations for tomorrow into imaginative ways of truly loving our planet. From Orono, Maine, Merry Christmas.